The one with Carla and Beth, if you are not going to make a run at Jen Potter. How about Poppy Fields? Bridget asked me as she caught up to Ben and me. She had gotten hung up in the dining hall after lunch, but we were all heading toward the library for Died. We usually always played in Adam's room, since he had one of the cool, weird ones with the big bay windows that had room for all of us to spread out. But Adam's roommate Lester had some serious homework and had banned us that afternoon. No one cares about spring term senior grades, except Lester's mom. And Calculus was kicking Lester's ass. What is it with all of you? I grumbled exasperatedly, including not only Ben and Bridget, but my other male and female friends at school. You are our friend, Bridget shrugged, and you have clearly learned the secrets of the Girliverse, intoned Ben sonorously. It is time to use them. Bridget snorted. Seriously, Ben went on. We are all wondering what will happen in the general populace's minds if you were to actually have a date here much less if you keep up that slugging percentages of 4,000. Hell, I'm wondering what it would do to my perceptions if you managed to get laid here at school. Oh, so I am a sociological experiment for you, I snarked. Well, you are also my friend, and everybody wants to see their friends get laid, added Ben nobly. Listen, Ben, the perceptions of Alastair are already changing here, Bridget observed thoughtfully. You've seen it, haven't you, Alastair? she asked me. What do you mean? I temporized. I had, in fact, seen changes in the way people interacted with me, but I was curious to hear Bridget's thoughts. Yeah, Ben agreed. Tell us what you mean. He is a subject of conversation now, Bridget said to Ben. Not like the talk of the town or anything, but suddenly Alistair gets mentioned in idle conversation, just like other good-looking guys, and you even get asked about occasionally, she added, turning to me. Not like active interest, but in the same way I get asked about Beth or Carla, or I don't know, Freda. Never happened before. Well, Ben said immediately, but very slowly. That was good because it kept either of them from catching my blush. I had heard that too. When Bridget and Ben calmed down, they returned to the subject of me. But why have things changed here if no one knows anything? Ben insisted. Here at school, only the six of us have a clue that anything happened at all with Ale. Maybe it is the way you guys' perceptions of me have changed, and other people are picking up that vibe, I contributed. This whole conversation was irritating and uncomfortable on a host of fronts, but it was also interesting. I can't resist an interesting discussion. Also, I knew I still had so damned much to learn, and anything that might increase my sexual opportunities— now that I had sexual opportunities, was a big priority. No, it's you, Bridget said. I don't think you have any idea how differently you are acting suddenly. Al is still all, scoffed Ben. He is to us, Bridget replied. No, even to us, Al is now a listair. I am not buying into your crazy name change stick, Ben chuckled firmly. He's all. God bless you, Ben. Carla's little joke is spreading, you know, Bridget said with an evil grin. It's not just us. Other girls have started using the name too. Hell, even Miss. Green called him Alistair in the hall yesterday, she laughed. Ooh, Ben said, wide-eyed. He elbowed me. Maybe you should just hit that, he chuckled, referring to the 24-year-old rookie teacher who was, honestly, a walking wet dream. I just shook my head, 
but didn't smack him or anything. I'll admit, I didn't hit Ben because I was too busy visualizing Miss Green Tits. There was the after-graduation party. The faculty all came to that. It was also explicitly designed to be the first time we all interacted together as adults, not students and teachers. I'd be a fucking legend. I realized that we had all stopped walking. Ben and Bridget were looking at each other. My God, Ben said to Bridget. I think he is trying to work out in his head how to actually nail Miss Green Christ, muttered Bridget. See what I mean? The next Saturday was gorgeous. New England Springs, when they aren't snowing out of nowhere, can be beautiful, and this was a perfect example. With high, blue skies, the faintest zephyr of breeze, and a few degrees warmer than usual, the track meet was over early, since the other school didn't have enough guys to field a complete JV, which meant that each event that didn't have a GV race took only two thirds the time to run. That, in turn, meant that I was in the lovely but uncomfortable position of walking slowly back to the main campus with Beth and Carla. Bridget has actually left the meet early. That was usually a cardinal sin, especially for distance runners. We needed the most cheering because our races were so long and we were expected to repay that much, appreciated attention with our own cheers for everybody else, all the way to the bitter end of the meet. But Bridget was babysitting for the Sarniokis. That was cool for Bridget. The Sarnioki munchkins were among the least annoying of the faculty brats. But that left me wandering along with two good buddies, both of whom I was having sex with, unbeknownst to anyone, including each other. To be honest, the real reason that I had not made a pass at either, or both, of Jen Potter or Poppy Fields was that I didn't feel like I had the time. I had class. I had track. I had dard. I still had a little homework. I even had two clubs. Those clubs had done their job as extracurriculars, helping me get into USK, but now they still consumed a couple of valuable hours a week while I and the other seniors involved handed over the reins for next year to the hapless morons. I mean the group of juniors who would be running those clubs the next year, and I had two friends who each seemed to suddenly think of me as a piece of recreational equipment whenever the opportunity arose, and I had to keep that last bit secret, lest that it get weird, for everyone else. It was already weird for me. I had no time to work on kissing Poppy's pretty mouth, or burying my face in Jen's impressive rack. I have be honest, of course. I certainly was thinking about both of them, and I was making it a practice to pay special attention to each of them whenever we passed in the halls. And the worst of my situation was, when Beth and Carla were not individually alone with me, and sometimes even when they were, their behavior would revert to our old way of just hanging out as friends. Unless we were alone, they treated me like nothing was going on, just like Ben and Bridget did. Like now. So everyone is agreed that you need to work on either Jen or Poppy, said Carla, the girl with whom I had traded some awesome oral a few days ago during a mutual free period. Yeah. Just pick whether you are more interested in the Jen's tits or Poppy's more balanced package, agreed Beth, the girl I already had plans to fuck later that evening. 
Time for you to go for it, Alistair. I swear, Beth, Carla, and even Bridget, especially Bridget, were more raunchy and explicit in the way they teased me about my sudden non-virginity than were my dudes. I honestly didn't mind it, to my surprise, but it was still very strange. Sex, as a subject of conversation, had never, ever existed between me and the girls before this spring. And now, this shit overlaid every single goddamned conversation. Why the fuck do you morons all insist that either of them, much less both, are some kind of sure things? I grumbled. They are both cool, attractive people. I'm just a gangly guy who has gotten lucky lately. It is impossible to exchange subtle glances with two girls walking on either side of you without them noticing you are doing it with the other, so I just looked straight ahead, avoiding eye contact with each. Trust me, either one is primed, Beth said. I talk to both all the time, Carla added. Trust me, the subject of you has come up. What? I yelped. I yelped. I thought you were not going to burden me with Yelp reviews. Oh, calm down, Nancy, laughed Carla. It is always just in passing. It's not like we went to them and asked if they were interested in hopping on board the Alistair experience, with his allegedly enormous cock. Even I laughed at that. Beth did too. Then Beth added as her chortling subsided, nothing alleged about. My laughter died two words into that utterance. So did Carla's. Beth only realized what she was doing after we did, then shut up like someone snapped off the power. I got used to conversations and walks coming to simultaneous stops during that spring. Nothing alleged about it, Carla asked with almost predatory sweetness. Do you have something to tell me, Beth? Fuck. 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 What do you mean? Ah, I mean no. Why? Beth almost stuttered. I didn't dare say anything myself. But come on, Beth. You can cover better than this. It sure sounds like you have some undisclosed knowledge of Alistair's anatomy, Carla said sternly. I... I was just was saying that. I believe him about his, you know. Don't you believe him? She was avoiding both our gaze, looking off towards school almost desperately. We had resumed walking, but it would be a while before we got back to the safety of other people. Beth was at Carla's mercy for a few minutes. We were both at Carla's mercy. God damn it, Beth. Beth's discomfort and averted gaze gave me a moment to dare to look Carla in the eyes. What I saw, there was a twinkle. Oh, thank God, she wasn't mad. I wasn't a cheater. Carla was. Teasing me and especially teasing Beth. If my heart rate ever slowed back down, I might enjoy this. It's not about believing, girl, Carla said sternly. You didn't say you believed him, you somehow know. Beth just squirmed. If you've seen his cock, what did you do with it? I. Carla, I began, but she cut me off. Oh, you will get your turn, Alistair. But let's just let this be a girl thing for a minute. This was getting a little mean. Beth, Carla's voice, was almost sing-songingly teasing now. Beth finally snapped. I would have expected her to before then. What makes it your business if I have? People don't have to tell everyone what. Who, she spluttered, almost instantly running out of steam. You did. You did. You did. Carla almost squealed. 
her prosecutorial tone fading to almost open glee from first to third repetition. Ha! You! Um! Wait! You sound like you are okay with it, Beth said uncertainly. Okay. I'm ecstatic, Carla replied. My other still secret. Lover was laying it on a bit thick. I worried. If Beth found out sometime later about me and Carla, really. Um, I'm okay you are doing it, Carla grinned. But mostly, I'm ecstatic that you know that I now know. Huh? Beth said intelligently. It was nice that someone besides me was confused. We were just passing through a narrow dogleg in the path, where it zigzagged between the massive brick edifice of the steam plant for the radiators all over school and an equipment shed. Because now, Carla said sweetly, I can finally do this in front of someone, anyone, instead of only in secret, and you at least don't get to freak out. With that, she turned to me, wrapped her arms around my shoulders, and kissed me. She pulled me hard against her body, lifted one of those incredible long legs, and wrapped it around the backs of my thighs, and crammed her tongue quite noisily into my mouth. I automatically found myself returning the embrace and the kiss, though my mind was whirling out of control. At least Carla didn't insist on going for long. She lowered her leg and we broke apart. I was looking very sheepish, and even Carla looked a little apologetic at how over the top the kiss had been. I was also unsteady on my feet, partly because I was in momentary oxygen deprivation, and at the same time all my blood was rushing down between my legs. Beth was standing there, arms crossed, her expression warred between her own, still sheepish, embarrassment, and total surprise. Then she grinned. Damn, player, she said to me. I'll bet you are gonna end up nailing both Poppy and Jen. I am not a player, I snapped, automatically. This, said Beth, waving her finger to encircle the three of us, is the definition of being a player, dude. But yeah, I am glad this is out in the open. Hey, it is not out in the open. It is not out in the open. It is only out between us, I objected instantly. If anybody else hears about this, then everybody will, I said, meaning Bridget. True, agreed Carla. It would still get super complicated, she added, meaning Bridget. Yay, sighed Beth. Meaning Bridget, we started walking again, slowly. This needs, Carla began. I think I don't feel like doing prep for the app calculus test alone tonight, she went on suddenly. Wanna work on it together? Beth, maybe we hang in Alistair's room and study with him. The app exams were not for a few weeks, and the three of us all knew that we would each ace the calculus test. No one really was studying much for it yet, even guys who were riding the struggle bus. And, of course... No one studied for anything on a Saturday night until App Week itself, but many jokes had been going around about studying this particular Saturday night because there was no movie. Actually, there was a movie, but the school had decided on a stupid documentary instead of a feature film. A quiet, unannounced boycott of that piece of entertainment had been organized to express the desire that such an abomination not occur again. Refusing to go watch two hours about penguins was the cross we all felt we needed to bear. You know, for future generations. Excellent idea, Carla. How about 7.30? suggested Beth. In Alistair's dorm, Bridget won't just drop in at the wrong moment. We need to talk this out. 
I actually had my Caltext out when they arrived. Beth just closed it and swept it away the moment they swung into my room after dinner. There would absolutely be no studying tonight. In that one small way, we were no different from anyone else. I had spent a good half hour panicking when we first parted ways to clean up for dinner, then calm down in the shower. I had confirmed in my mind that both of them were quite unreasonably, but most welcomely, fine with the mutual discoveries. My inner self-justifying logic about the acceptability of keeping things secret between all of us had seemed to meet with agreement on the level of, well, duh, what else were you going to do? No guy ever had two better, more understanding buddies. And I mean that even aside from the sex, but I was tired of being the blushing butt of all the admittedly admiring sexual humour I'd been getting since the spring began. I was going to snark back hard with these two girls tonight. After all, I'd had my tongue buried in both their twats enough that I should be able to joke back as much as I wanted to, and without embarrassment. Or, at least, that is what my male instinct was telling me. So, about the Jen and Poppy situation, Beth began, without preamble. Really? I asked. You came over here to try to get me hooked up with them? Now, they looked at each other. Ah, uh, yeah, Carla said, almost sheepishly. We are. Oh, we discussed that if you, um, were spreading the love around beyond the group. It might make things less weird if our own activities ever get found out. I've been trying independently to tease you into it for a while. For that very reason, added Beth. Me too, I guess, Carla agreed. Still not sure why Bridget has so much fun trying to get you to bang someone. They were sitting on either side of me on my dorm bed, the only place to sit in the room besides the uncomfortable desk chair. But they each suddenly grabbed one of my bony ass thighs in a vice grip. You haven't nailed Bridget too, have you? Beth almost hissed. You have, haven't you? Carla gasped, for once not leaping to the right conclusion. I have not had sex with Bridget, I almost shouted, then winced, because the dorm walls might be brick, but they are still not renowned for their sound. Proofing. Damn, Carla complained. That would simplify shit immensely if you had. Simplify shit, I growled. Time to be just little teasing in return, damn it. Listen, you two. A big reason that I haven't given in and chased either Jen or Poppy is that, between school and track, and, and fucking two other gorgeous girls, I don't have the time. They both collapsed in laughter. I just grinned. It felt good to give little back. Oh, Alistair cooed Beth with sweet sarcasm. Do we wear you out? I looked at her, as Carla laughed at me. Not really. I replied sanguinely. I've got plenty left in the tank, just no time to use it all. They both wanted to shove and Dayar push me, and they both tried, but for once I was ahead of things and was ready. As they grabbed me, I wrapped an arm around each and tried to immobilize them both. We flopped backward onto the mattress, both girls squealing a little. I hadn't planned that, but I was more than happy with the result. I grinned as they both struggled. Not particularly hard, of course, or they could have easily escaped. I had an evil thought, one that would definitely even the embarrassment ledger quite a bit. The fact that the thought was male instinct approved, Tem, was a bonus. You know there is a solution, I drawled. 
the three of us could, consolidate our activities. That would free me up some time to go bang Jen or Poppy. I instantly lost my grip on both as they both sat upright at the same time. They looked down at me, still lying on my back, each with matching smiles of outrage. I had to cover myself with my arms to protect myself for the reign of less than full-strength blows they rained down on me. When I sat up, Carla looked at Beth and laughed. I think he is actually an alien pod creature. I mean, we try to tease him about those girls, and he just straight up pivots to a threesome with us, Alistair, Beth said to me sweetly. As far as I am concerned, you are a well-hung mega-stud that I am lucky to be fucking. But that ain't gonna happen, you goof. Carla just chuckled in agreement. Okay, I said, finding that I was warming to the idea of this, in fact happening, whatever their initial reactions. So, no three-way action, but you two could take turns at the same time, I blinked at them with innocent earnestness. You guys have no idea what a seriously crazy turn on being watched is, and, well, so is watching someone else. That suggestion brought me neither the agreement I had hoped for, nor the additional rain of blows that I had fully expected, and also wanted, to be honest. What it did by me was total silence and four suspiciously narrowed eyes. What? I asked, trying to hide a sinking feeling that I... That was his voice of experience thing again, Carla said to Beth, who nodded. Alistair, darling, Beth cooed in a terrifyingly sweet voice. Secrets are sometimes fun. Sometimes they are even sexy. We are even letting you get away with fucking us both behind each other's backs. But this story you just hinted at sounds much too juicy to be kept quiet. And I'm dying trying to imagine what you are talking about, or when, and especially with who, added Carla. Give. Fine. I could still keep this story in reserve to blow the dude's minds at some point. I might as well blow Carla and Beth's minds now. Revealing the Mary and Maddie tale might even advance the plot, so to speak. I'd have to think about telling Bridget, though. If I ever did, it would require either a very special occasion or very desperate times. I took a deep breath. All right, did I tell you that Mary has an identical twin? They both just looked at me. In awe. At least I think it was awe. You had a threesome with twins? Carla asked, too stunned to even put inflection in the words. No, I replied patiently, as if to a child. I had sex with each of them, back and forth. They took turns watching towards the end, I added helpfully. They were just as adamant as you two that we were not going to have a threesome. Though I do have to say, they had a lot more justification in refusing the full threesome experience than you two, I grumbled. They mutually decided to ignore my last comment. Carla just held out her hand and motioned, wordlessly demanding the details, wordlessly demanding the details. I gave the details to them fully. As I wrapped up the story, I realized that they both were still hanging on to me in one way or another throughout the whole thing, said Beth slowly, momentarily forgetting my new shitty moniker. I want to call bullshit so hard, and I would if I did not have enough. Ahem, hard evidence to know you are telling the god. Damn truth, you sir, really are living a tale out of myth and legend. Oh, shucks, I said, trying to emulate my old shyness. Thank you. 
Carla was sitting there, arms crossed at this. That was the most obscenely conceited compliment in history, she growled. Beth seemed the tiniest bit flushed, I know, she said. But it kinda worked. You are a legend too, babe, I said, and turned to her. At the last second, Carla twisted her head, turning my intended peck on the cheek into a full-on, if brief, lip lock. It does work, Carla sighed. With the two of them, so momentarily flustered, I felt this was an ideal time to return to the subject that, out of the blue, had become the centre of my mental world. So, my legends, I said briskly, about consolidating our activities together. Spoiler alert. I had not, in fact, chosen an ideal time. They both just laughed at me. I'll admit, I probably looked a little crest, fallen. I really had gotten insanely spoiled lately. Tell you what, hotshot, Beth said. If you really want to have a full threesome experience, how about you bring me another guy to the table? Then, we will talk about things. Ah, no, Carla sniggered. Why don't you invite Ben, Alistair? You guys know each other. It'll be like old home week, she suggested slyly. Beth started to laugh, when Carla added, and he is the only one of your friends Beth ever talks about. Was that a gleam I saw in Beth's eyes, hidden in the outrage? Given the kind of guy I had always seen her date or hang out with, I'd have thought I already more than filled her geek quota. Quite admirably, no doubt. Ahem. But maybe I did not. Good luck, Ben, however. Beth, I said to her seriously. There is no way on God's earth that I am going to make out with Ben fucking Schmidt, even if we were to do it right on top of your gorgeous naked body. Both the girls laughed uproariously at that, at which point the door opened, no one knocks at my school, and Ben fucking Schmidt walked in. Hey, I thought I heard laughter, he said, with a smile filled with naive interest. What's up tonight? We all three collapsed into laughter this time. Now, Ben was bewildered and came fully into the room, closing the door. I give. What the heck is so funny? We just kept laughing, and Ben started getting pissed. Beth got control of herself first. Sorry, Ben. I'm really sorry. We aren't laughing at you. It's just that it seems Alastair has more secrets. Beth, I hissed in sudden horror. She wanted to tell Ben, of all people, that I was fucking them. Oh, come on, guys. Beth wheedled to both me and an equally horrified Carla. Secrets are so much more fun when you share them. Alistair, you've had the fun of the reveal. Please let me and Carla share in seeing someone learn about the Mary situation. She looked at me and then displayed depths of manipulation I had never experienced. We want to watch, she said, with all the subtle innuendo I could imagine. Carla didn't miss that innuendo and I certainly did not. I swallowed. I was so relieved to hear that Beth meant telling the story about the twins and not about us that I just relaxed instead of still stopping this like I should have. Wait, said Ben, apparent comprehension dawning on his face. You only just now told the girls about Mary. Sit, Beth said, indicating my office chair sternly. Ben did, like I used to, probably still do actually. He usually did what pretty, assertive girls told him to, at least on the rare occasions when they told him to do anything. So, if you guy already know about her, what then? What stinker here? 
Carla said, jerking a thumb at me, did not tell any of us was that Mary is an identical twin. No, Ben breathed, comprehension already dawning, though dimly. The girls did not watch me tell the story. They told it themselves, in turns, barely letting me get an occasional word in edgewise. Ben said not one more word for almost the entire story, all the way up until he just had to say, and then they each watched. I'll admit, I had wanted to keep this story secret so I could one day tell it myself, reveling in the reactions to my words. I also had kept it in reserve, in case I ever needed an ego boost. I sure as hell didn't need an ego boost at the moment, but I also sure as hell got one. Ben kept stealing looks at me of horrified worship. And the girls told the tale in all the graphic detail that I had provided to them. To have these two girls talk to him in those explicit terms was further killing Ben. If he had not been wearing loose sweats and an untucked shirt, I was sure that we'd have all gotten almost as good an idea of his cock size as we had of mine. And while they were not pulling any kind of full-on sex kitten shit in the telling, they both, especially Beth, interestingly enough, did just enough subtle vamping to ensure that he had at least an echo of a taste of what I had recently been experiencing. But at last, they were done. Ben was barely able to stay on the chair. Now, Ben, Carla said sternly, we told that secret to you, and you alone. You can't tell anyone without Alistair's permission and presence. Understand? Oh, come on, Ben protested, the injunction freeing his mind from its horny ass fuge. That is too fucking good a story. You gotta let me tell somebody, Ben Carla repeated warningly. Oh, Ben won't tell a soul, will you, Ben? Not even Adam. Not even trees, said Beth easily, uncoiling from my bed. She and Carla had both subtly put some distance between themselves and me as they told the story. No need to give Ben any other things to ponder. Because Ben wouldn't want to disappoint me, would you, dude? With that, Beth walked over and just fucking straddled Ben, sitting in his lap, facing him his lap, facing him. Not close enough to press her groin against him or anything, but right on his goddamned lap. Jesus. Maybe Ben did have a chance with Beth. The idea could sure as hell be seen entering his mind right then. I was dimly aware, though my amusement, that I was not actually jealous, much, at the thought of them. I guessed I wasn't a total hypocrite. That actually surprised me a little, but gratified me more. No. Ben gulped, his hands clearly not knowing what thuff to do with themselves. I'll never tell a soul, he continued, through a dry throat. Good, cooed Beth, sliding a fraction forward on his lap and wrapping her arms slowly around his shoulders. She looked him in the eyes silently. Then her voice changed and hardened. She stood up from his lap and coldly turned her back to him and walked back to him and walked back to where she had come from. Because if Ben does tell anyone, I will tell every girl in school that I blew him. But it was too easy because he is so small. Despite the cold words, she sure as hell made sure he got a good view of her ass, swaying far more than she usually let it as she walked away. Ben pulled his eyes back into his head. He gulped. I promise. Lips are sealed. Beth smiled easily as she sat back down cruelly hiding that ass from his view. 
I know, dude, she replied in a warm, friendly tone again. I was just pulling your chain. But she doesn't make idle threats, Carla added, with the tiniest bit of steel in her voice. No, no, I do not, Beth agreed, in that same friendly tone that sounded like she was discussing the baseball team. I'm going to go, and, Ben said, even more hoarsely, I'm going to go before you guys tell me any more stories, and he beat a hasty retreat. If he was not jacking off furiously in five minutes, either to that picture of Mary I sent him back when, or more likely to the thought of Beth in his lap, I would eat my hat with mustard. I looked at Beth as the door closed. If I'm not mistaken, you are thinking this very second about actually blowing Ben, aren't you? I asked in a tone of casual inquiry that, while not exactly encouraging, was intended to be most explicitly not discouraging. She actually blushed. You two got me thinking, that's all. Well, I said, with certitude, think all you want. And you are welcome to suck his cock until he dies of pleasure. But you are going to do it without my presence, and certainly without my participation. After another moment of laughter, I turned to Carla, and in my best, growling voice of command that she liked so much, I said, Well, if we must table the awesomeness of the three-way idea, let's talk more about the lesser but still totally awesome idea of taking turns while watching. I leaned in just a bit as I spoke to her. Carla's eyes widened slightly, and I caught her nostrils flare. She did that when I got assertive with her. I started to calculate how to get Beth on board. You are serious, Carla breathed shallowly. Get a room. We are in a room, I said, looking over my shoulder at her. Want to watch? Beth just looked at me had I, in fact, chosen the ideal time after all. Both girls had just heard me tell a story of a sort, of threesome, in as erotic a fashion as I had been able. They had then immediately tortured Ben with that same story, in more graphic than erotic fashion, moments later, and they were drunk on secrets, revealed and still hidden. Beth looked at me silently, then she rose to her feet and quietly locked my door. You never lock your door when you are inside. It's a big no, no. Beth just sat back down and looked at me and Carla. I smiled, then grinned hungrily at Carla. She shook a little as I bent and kissed her neck, nibbling there too. A simple ah oh, escaped her lips. With that, I slid to my knees on the floor, reaching out to spread her knees. She had changed into an ankle-length tie dyed skirt. Combined with its high waist, it made it look like her legs were a mile long, you know, instead of the half mile they actually were. But Carla snapped her knees together. No, 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 she breathed. You are not going to lick me now, don't you want me to? I asked, my voice still as low as I could make it. Carla sure as shit looked like she was ready to go. I think Beth was actually holding her breath. Yeah, she was up for things too. Carla tried to laugh. You are not licking my twat in this room. I have screamed like a banshee during every single orgasm you have ever given me. I will get us all busted. I bit my lower lip in frustration. Then I turned my hungry gaze on Beth. She almost started as my eyes came to rest on her. Hey, um, no, not me either. You know I'm a screamer too even under normal circumstances. I grunted in frustration. 
But hey, Alistair, Beth added softly, you can, um, that thing you are doing to Carla with your eyes. Keep dong that. Fuck, I was so close. Calm down, Tiger, Carla said softly, standing up. I'm happy to still give Beth something to watch. Oh, wow. Okay. I stood up and sat on the edge of my bed. Carla knelt in turn and ran her hand up my bare thigh and up under the leg of my cargo shorts. Her hand encountered my bare cock, throbbing with want. I had been low on underwear and hadn't bothered to waste a pair when I got out of the shower, since I wasn't going anywhere that night. Carla let out a little startled but teasing. Ooh, hard already, Beth asked, leaning forward a little. No underwear already, Carla replied, caressing my cock inside my shorts. And you like it, I told Carla firmly. She flashed me a look and nodded wordlessly. Then she slipped her hand from under my shorts and slowly worked to unbutton the waistband, sliding the button free from the hole with exquisite grace but glacial slowness. The head of my cock was already peeking out, well above the waistband now, and Carla simply, at the same agonizingly slow pace, lowered my zipper, practically one tooth at a time. My cock waved free, framed in my open fly. One of them sighed a little. I'm not sure which. Maybe it was both. Peel off my shorts, I practically commanded Carla. She simply responded by tugging them downward. I lifted my ass just a tiny bit, making it possible for her to manage to get my shorts off, but making her work for it. She knew what I was doing and looked up at me with a flash of I see what you are up to. Smile. Carla finally got my shorts to my ankles, and I kicked them free, allowing her to slide up between my knees. She looked up at me, and I down at her. Then I ran my fingers through those waves of brown hair, catching the highlights in the light of my desk lamp. Now, I breathed, eyes boring into hers, and I pushed gently, but visibly for Beth's benefit, down on the back of Carla's head. She fought me just the tiniest bit, for form's sake, but her lips eagerly wrapped around me. After a few blissful moments, I growled at her. Take off your shirt. Carla's eyes flicked toward Beth. You two have been in showers at the same time. How many times? I scoffed. Then I demanded, Louder, take off the shirt and let me see those amazing little nipples. I paused. Let Beth see them too. Let her see what they get like for me. Carla was wearing a loose, flowing top in one of the main colors found in her tie. Dye skirt. Apparently, it was loose enough that Carla had dared to avoid a pokey, suppressing bra, her delicate, tiny breasts and oh-so-achingly demanding nipples swept into view. I reached a hand down to stroke one softly. Carla shivered. I stroked her again, then the other one. I looked at Beth, who indeed seemed fixed for the moment on just what kind of nipple erections Carla sported when she got turned on. Then I put my hands back in her hair and guided Carla back to my cock. Damn girl, Beth almost panted. She shifted her position a couple of feet from us on the same bed. Is he always like this with you, hummy? Carla mumbled wordlessly, tilting her head toward Beth inquiringly, but not letting my tip escape her mouth. Like this, all demanding and forceful and stuff. Carla smoothly lifted a hand to caress my shaft, and she momentarily slid her lips free of me. Of course, 
You mean he doesn't with you? Beth just shook her head, as Carla now started painting every point on the surface of my cock with a tongue. Beth caught my attention, but you could try that with me sometime, Alistair, maybe. I'm not sure if I'd like it. Noted. I, in fact, quickly filled a mental notebook on the subject. Then the notebook flitted off into the ether. I can never get over what Carla can do with that tongue. She was teasing me, of course, licking me all over, even my balls, but never putting her lips on my cock once. Her eyes looked up at me and twinkled, aware that I knew I was being teased. Take it, I growled, tugging lightly on her hair, pulling her towards my helmet. M. Hum was her only response as her lips again slid over my head. I had to roll my head back for a moment in reaction. Oh God, this was good. When I could finally open my eyes again, Carla was bobbing slowly up and down over several inches at the end of my cock, content to continue to warm me up. I looked over once more at Beth, who must have been still staring at Carla's tiny breasts and exuberant nipples. One of her own hands had certainly strayed to the front of her lightweight hoodie. Beth, take off you top, I instructed Beth sharply. She jerked at the tone, then thought about what I was doing and grinned. But she also didn't obey. I'm just watching, remember? Beth objected. So, I growled. I like to watch, too. Take off your top. I want to see your beautiful breasts. Beth flushed for a moment. Then she tugged at the hem of her hoodie. Thinking better of it, she stood up beside us, then turned to face me. As she stood, I caught a glimpse of her amazing ass in the bike shorts she was wearing. Those shorts were awesome and showed that work of art off to maximum effect. I had noticed that since we first had sex, Beth wore them more often. Turn away while you take it off, I instructed quickly. You will tease me that way. Plus, I get to see your ass. Beth flushed again and turned her back to me, tugging her hoodie up and off over her head. Underneath, she had on only a light blue, fragilely lacy bra. As she unhooked it behind her, I breathed in a low voice. Oh yes, very nice, but your ass is so nice, I want to see you all. Strip for me, strip for Carla and me. Damned if Beth didn't do it, I had been sure that she'd bark but a chance to watch those bike shorts peel their way off her ass was worth taking the risk of making the risk of making the ask. And Beth delivered, making a show of it, as the lycra reluctantly released its hold on her curves. I could feel Carla even turning her head to watch the whole time. But when Beth was done, I shook my head in amazement. I had a friend with my cock in her mouth in my damned dorm room and another friend bear, asked naked in there with us. Beth just sat back down on the bed, as far from Carla and me as she could get. She crossed her legs tightly and held her arms against her chest. She didn't really cover much up, you understand, but she made a show of it. Carla suddenly decided that this was supposed to be her show, and brought my attention back to her forcefully. I felt my cock suddenly plunge much further into her mouth, brushing against the back, other throat. Damn girl, Beth gasped, amazed at how Carla had taken about half of me into her mouth so easily. You are amazing. Carla's eyes slid over toward Beth, then swung back up to me. It can be hard to read a girl's expression when she is sucking your cock, 
since her mouth distended around you throws things off. But Carla wore a look of, maybe, smug superiority. She looked up at me some more, as if waiting for an invitation. Showtime. Take me, I growled. I dimly heard a questioning noise from Beth. Carla rose up on her feet, head down, still consuming my cock. I could no longer see her face, but I knew it would be worth it. Carla dropped her hands down to caress my balls. She straightened out her long, supple neck, so it formed a straight line with her mouth, and pressed downward, taking every inch of me inside her, right down, until her nose pressed softly into the top of my pubes. What the actual fuck? gasped Beth, amazed. She could no longer restrain herself and unfolded. She crawled along my bed on her hands and knees so she could see what Carla was doing. She watched raptly as Carla now moved her whole body up and down, letting her throat stroke my imprisoned penis. The whole two chicks at once thing did strange things to my mind. Before that moment, I could not imagine my brain even functioning at all, much less registering anything but the feeling of my dick in that unique prison. But there was a naked Beth right beside me, her sweet, delicate tits just hanging there. They were probably just within my reach. I slid my hand over and upward, softly cradling one of those breasts. I somehow found the brain power to process both interactions at once. And it was glorious. Beth was so enthralled with what Carla was achieving that she almost didn't notice my hand caressing her. Almost. She absently slapped my hand away. No, no, she said, still not taking her eyes from Carla. None of that. One of us just watches. I looked down at Carla. She face was still buried against my balls, but she too lifted a finger and waggled it blindly in my direction, in a don't-be-naughty gesture. Fuck, even getting close enough to be denied was hot as hell. I was so ready to come, I told Carla. Get ready for me. I'm going to come. She made no response other than visibly taking me a little faster. Beth leaned in again and started to say she better pull. I felt Carla swallow, just a little, even before I came, and movement of her muscles set me off. I arched my back and bit my lip to keep from making much noise. My body shuddered massively, though, and I blasted a single, long gout of cum up my cock and straight into Carla's throat. She swallowed now in earnest. Her visibly distended, yet still elegant neck rippled. I felt like I flowed forever, but that was it. Just the single, titanic gout, and I collapsed backward. I even hit my head on the wall with a thunk, which made me wince in pain, and made Beth wince at the noise. Carla was too busy to wince. The wall thumped back at me. Cut it out, Taylor. David McInay's voice came muffled through the wall. Some of us are busy tonight. We had all three grown silent at the answering knock, and in that silence, we heard what sure sounded like a giggle that didn't match David's football lineman's physique. We looked at each other and giggled ourselves, silently. Even Carla joined in, having successfully pulled off the trick of getting me out of her throat without gagging along the way. Our laughter fed on each other's and we were soon just dying. The need to be silent so we could listen for more noises and not be heard ourselves, making our laughter all the more painful and thus even more funny. It was a vicious cycle there for a few minutes. 
When we finally controlled ourselves, we speculated for a minute about who he was in there with, but all came up dry. David had been without a girl most of the year, at least one he was likely to be able to lure back into his dorm room. After Carla and Beth, of course, decided it had to be Sherry, I decided this conversation needed to be derailed. I had an agenda to pursue. None of us had done anything about our clothes, so Beth and I were still naked, and Carla only had on her skirt. My hard-on has barely gone down at all before, and watching Beth's pretty titties jiggle while she silently laughed for a while had fixed any residual limpness. I looked at Beth intently. She looked back at me through narrowed eyes. Your turn, I purred. Ready? I asked in a more genuine tone, but not much more genuine. Almost automatically, Beth started to lean in toward me, but then she gulped and shied away. Nope. 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 Not gonna do it, Beth said. At my look of confusion, she pointed at Carla and then at my dick. I can't follow that, she hissed, as if in shock. I don't understand, Beth, I said in confusion. I was impressed with what she was doing right off the bat. Beth hissed again, actually shrinking away from me. Just that intimidated me. And then she fucking went full anaconda. What the fuck was that? Carla just looked down at her nails smugly. It's a gift, she purred quietly. See, here's the thing. Beth is the way more assertive and adventurous of the two of them. Most things, especially about boys, come easier to her than to Carla, or even Bridget. Carla is just more cautious in most things. And she is way, way more insecure about her body. I could not remember any time we had been together alone for sex that I did not feel that I needed to reassure her about what a prime sports car her body was. I kind of have the impression that I was even finding ways to reassure her about her looks back in the old, pre-Alistair days, so subtly it was subconscious on my own part. But if Carla knows that she is absolutely nailing something, she owns it to the point of smugness. She had nailed that five-foot jump and added two more inches in the very next meet after our first, hmm, practice. No person at school with ears missed hearing about her accomplishment. I had to take to insistently whispering in her ear that the secret to her success was obviously my, ahem, coaching just to get her to climb down off the smug wagon. Honestly, she deserved to be smug about sucking cock though. As far as I knew, she had a unique superpower, and it felt amazing, and I never wanted her to stop doing it to me. But in the end, I had had plenty of blowjobs that had sent me just as high, to just the same place. They just took a different route, and that was beyond okay, Beth, I said, banishing all sexually aggressive body language. Well, other than the nine-inch cock waving around between us, but that could not be helped, as I spoke to her. You guys both call me a circus freak. Now you know that Carla is a real circus freak. And yes, she is amazing. And yes, she blows my mind. But, Beth, you do too, just in a totally different way. She looked at me skeptically, like I was blowing sunshine up her skirt. Life is better after a blowjob from Beth, I intoned as if I doing a voice, over for freeze-dried coffee. She snorted, still not completely mollified. She swallowed. She swallowed every drop. I just chuckled. Then I quite deliberately turned away, stretched ostentatiously, and got up to grab my soda from my desk. 
Hey, by that time I'm done with it, I said, then took a sip. What you chicks do with it after that is up to you. When I turned back around, both of them had bonded again in their need to hate me. I grinned. Fortunately, their renewed sense of sisterhood had not brought them so close together that I could not squeeze back between them. I turned to Beth and bounced up and down on the bed like a kid demanding to go to Baskin Robbins' ice cream. Please blow me, I wheedled in as child, like a tone as I could manage. Please, 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 please. I want a Beth blowjob. I want a Beth blowjob. I added sing song. I stole a quick look at Carla. And you are going to watch, my eyes said authoritatively. Carla rule one. Push her around just little bit, especially where she already wants to go. Beth rule one. Make her laugh. Oh, fine, she said, not even grumbling. She said, not even grumbling. She just leaned over beside me and gave me a deep, sweet kiss. Then she started kissing down my bare chest, stopping to lavish her tongue all over both nipples. The nipple thing was a pretty new development, in a spring of new developments. I liked it. I'd been wanting to figure out how to ask Carla about trying it, but making her watch this, and the way I could not help but jump involuntarily, was probably much more effective than just saying, Hey Carla, suck my hairy man. Nipples, would ya babe? I didn't get the treatment long, as Beth started moving downward. As she neared my cock, she gently pressed it aside, not touching it otherwise. She drilled into my navel with her tongue, then kept licking downward in crossing strokes, until she reached the root of the matter, and I felt the warmth of her breath being exhaled gently over my balls. Then her hand, which had been gently pressing my cock away at an angle, turned and grasped me, she pointed me in her direction and laid just the tiniest, briefest kiss on my tip, followed after agonizing delay by the most delicate of licks. Beth set to teasing the fuck out of me, just barely touching me in a different way, in a different place with each contact, and she varied the times in between, so I never was ready for it when it came. At last, I had to beg a little. For crying out loud, Beth, I groaned. You are killing me here, please. Carla just chuckled and shook her head. He always acts like this with you. I know. It's like there are two of him. Maybe we should swap Alistair's some time, Carla mused. That would be fun, Beth said, between a blessedly more closely spaced series of licks. I could get behind that, I growled, sliding my hand from its gentle rest of Beth's shoulder up to grasp her ponytail firmly. Ugh, no! Hard pass, Beth said almost stridently. She popped up off my cock and shook her ponytail out of my grasp. I think Alistair from Planet Carla is cool and sexy and all, and I'm looking forward to getting fucked by him sometime. But not when I'm blowing this thing. Not now. Not. Ever. She finished fervently, to soften the blow. She finally, if briefly, blessedly, sucked me in between her lips. She popped back off, though not very far, to continue making the point she very much wanted to make. I'm just always going to be a little scared of this thing, especially near my throat. A little intimidated. That doesn't match with Carla's guy. The matter settled in her mind. She at last began to seriously suck my dick. Wow! That is so hot to hear you talk like that, 
Carla just breathed, eyes riveted to Beth's mouth's wonderful, if shallow, torment of my grateful penis. Her nipples gave no lie to that sentiment. They were puffed up as hard as they could be, I was sure. They looked like double-sized strawberry Hershey's kisses. I wanted, I needed, to play with those nipples some more. I reached out slowly, but Carla also swatted my hand away. No, 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 stinker, she said, shuffling back a little to out of my easy reach. I'm just watching. I just wanted to tease them a little, I grumbled, a little hurt actually. Baby, we aren't going to cross that line one inch with you, Carla said. I wanted to argue, but too much of my attention was riveted to Beth sucking so powerfully on me as she slipped several inches in and out of her mouth. Carla kept talking. We both know what we are like when you get us going. We turn into to putty in your hands without warning. If I let you play with my nipples for a couple of minutes while I watch her make you cream down there, next thing I know, I'll wake up tomorrow morning with a taste of Beth twat in my mouth that I will never expunge. And she will be waking up in the middle of the following nights, walking around trying to wipe my imaginary juices off her fingers. Beth popped back off my cock for just long enough to add, in Shakespearean intonations, out, out, damned Carla. I groaned mightily as she sucked me back in, this time dragging her tongue around my glands as hard as she could. I was so loud the wall banged again. Go play date somewhere else, losers, Beth almost choked on me in her laughter. See? Carla said, still sounding like she was explaining to a five-year-old why he was not going to get chocolate cake for dinner. You are bad enough, just getting some nice, sedate blowjobs. Take them and be happy. Even if Beth and I were willing to get that close to each other, there is no way Chad Parker isn't in here in two minutes once you got us going. Chad was the English teacher whose apartment was only about 75 feet from where Beth's mouth was doing a very good job of preparing my cock to turn itself inside out or something. Oh wow, Beth, I moaned quietly. Please keep that up, right there. Please, I'm getting so close. Carla leaned back toward me involuntarily as I spoke, her eyes on what Beth was doing. I wasn't even in her mouth at the moment. Beth's hand was softly jacking me, lubricated by all the saliva that she was lavishing on me. Her mouth was open, and her tongue was treating my cock like an ice cream cone. It circled my helmet, then pressed softly against one side, then another, then across the top. Carla just stood up. Still, the watching part is hot as fuck. I'm definitely down to watch more things later, if all are up for it. With that, speaking of watching, my eyes were torn from Beth's efforts, at least for the moment, as Carla pushed her long skirt off her super slender hips and let it drop to the floor. Carla seemed to have had a vision problem earlier. She just couldn't see putting any underwear on, apparently. She stepped, completely naked, from the puddled skirt and over to my desk chair. She sat on the corner, legs spread as far apart as the most flexible girl I knew could spread them. With her shins straight up and down to the sides, her legs made a fucking incredible capital letter, May. I don't know if that sight accelerated me, but it sure as hell did not slow me down. Beth's hand slid furiously now up and down my length, her grip perfect. Now was all I had time to gasp, 
barely able to hold back a second, once I spoke. The onset of my ejaculation was so sudden and intense. Beth was just serenely doing her thing. Eyes closed, mouth closed, mouth closed, beautiful face, relaxed, and almost, but not quite, touching my helmet. I growled softly as the first spurt roped out and struck her closed lips barely an inch away. The semen splattered out in all directions, spreading above, below and around her, tightly closed lips. She leaned involuntarily back, and my second rope zig, zagged its way across her face. Two tiny drizzles followed as I started petering out, barely catching her chin. Then I blasted again, out of nowhere. This biggest spooge of all struck her, right between the eyes, and spread out everywhere, instantly starting to drip in a fucking amazing rain. Carla was out of her seat in a flash, bending to examine the insane mess I had made of Beth's face. Holy shit! That is fucking wild. I, wow, she said excitedly. I want to try that, she added in a small voice. You are not equipped, I joked. You know what I mean, Carla said meaningfully. That sounded fun, but on the other hand, I also really liked coming down her throat. I'd love to help right now, I replied anyway, but I need a little recharge time. Maybe a lot of it. I feel like you guys just scraped the barrel clean. I looked around and started to hand Beth the clean towel I had hanging over the end of my bed. I paused, holding the towel. I looked at the two hot naked chicks I had sitting in my room, one with a face full of my cum. You know, Carla, I began speculatively, if you were to lean over and maybe help Beth with that mess, we could all go down to the tuck and get some malts. You, but okay, said Carla. Hand me the towel, she added, reaching out. I pulled it away just a little beyond her reach. Actually, I said with a leer, I was more thinking that Beth might enjoy it if you, you know, did it yourself. I suggestively mimed licking a surface. Carla just looked at me, amused. Beth, who could not see yet, eyes still closed by cum, nevertheless knew exactly what I was trying to pull. You just keep dreaming on, lover boy, she said dryly. Carla, grab whatever towel he has, please. Carla lunged forward and yanked my towel out of my hands, handing it to Beth, who started by clearing her eyesight. You just aren't going to give up on this, are you? Carla asked, in a tone that suggested she did not anticipate success for me. Nope. It is in my head now, I replied cheerfully, and I heard Beth snort under my towel. But, I added mournfully, that is, was, my last clean towel. Sucks to be you, Carla said. Laundry room is always crowded on Sundays. Sure, I had two naked chicks in my room, one just getting dressed now and the other still wiping my jizz from her face. It did not, in fact, suck to be me.